Happy birthday, Ultimate Podcast Network family. Celebrating eight years in 2021 are bringing you the listener free broadcasts on topics that are family friendly. There are podcasts on homeschooling, kids, family life, and success over struggles. There are podcasts on rekindling your romance, household management, organization, health issues, techie skills, and podcasts on every academic subject that will help you in your journey. And there's more. I want to give a shout out to the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network podcasters. They work hours and hours to bring you these broadcasts for free. And how can you thank them? Well, it's easy. One, subscribe to their channel. You can do this on any podcast app. Two, give this podcast a star rating on your favorite podcast app, as well as comment on the website. Three, share this episode and the network with a friend. And thank you, our listeners. You've kept us on the air for many years and millions of downloads. Also, I invite you to sign up for our easing that comes out weekly with freebies each month for subscribers only, as well as a list of all the podcasts you won't want to miss. You can find this podcast as well as others on the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network.com. And happy birthday! Enjoy this upcoming presentation and God bless. Welcome to Life Skills 101, Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes, clubs, ebooks, and more. From special needs to parent classes, True North builds a community through digital format in an age of loneliness and desolation. Our host, Lisa Nearing, is a homeschooler with five kids who was homeschooled with her husband, Dr. David Nearing, for 27 years. They are committed to equipping fellow homeschoolers and Christians with the tools they need to navigate a complex world in need of a savior. Now, without further ado, Lisa Neering. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Neering from True North Homeschool Academy, and I am back once again with our podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. And I am super excited today to have Anna Knob with us. And Anna is a teacher at True North Homeschool Academy. She is a dedicated stay-at-home mom whose passions reside in making a difference and being servant-hearted. When she's not chasing her two tiny humans around, Anna loves being outdoors, gardening, or nerding it up with the Lord of the Rings series with her husband, Ethan. She's an avid baker, crafter, adventurer, and they live currently in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, nestled against the land of chocolate and cows. <laughs> so, Anna, I'm so glad you're here. Thanks for joining me this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me. We are going to talk about the life skill of event planning. And this is something near and dear to my heart. I love planning events. Yes. Um, and you are going to be doing a club this spring at True North School Academy on event planning. I am. Um, we have a couple articles coming out on the blog about how to teach your kids the life skills of event planning. And we thought this would yeah. be a perfect podcast. So tell us a little bit about your event planning life. Um, yeah, so I grew up in church and it really kind of started there. My mom was the head of hospitality 
And so um, on Wednesday nights before choir practice, we would have like a potluck kind of thing. And it really, the foundations of that started there, you know, showing up, putting the tablecloths on, getting the coffee going. Uh, And then we started co-directing Vacation Bible School together. Uh, I'll talk about it a little later, but I love a good theme and 100% totally rooted in vacation Bible school themes. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. Amazon outfitters, truth trackers, you know, like Fine. you, you yeah. got a good theme. We, we recognize those names, probably those yes. of us who've been involved with VBS. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, and so, yeah, I just really kind of started collecting these skills and learning a lot of them for my mom. Uh, we always joke, if you can throw a church event together, you could probably do just about anything. And, um, So we just continued to do events all while I was growing up, Uh, fundraising events for mission trips. We were very active with World Changers for a number of years. And so, you know, we'd fundraise as a youth group, everything from chili cook-offs to cake cake auctions um, and all different kinds of things in between. So that's really kind of the foundations of how I got into event planning was just, you know, there were needs at church and we were filling them. Right. I love it. You know, I just, I, I, we probably don't want to spend too much time on this now, but just as you're talking about fundraising, how that has just morphed and evolved over the years with technology growing and that fundraising is a whole big deal online. The world of online has changed a lot of the events that you're talking about. Maybe we want to talk about that a little bit later, but um, I love how a lot of this was so servant hearted. And if you think Way back, um, the the book by Eva Schaefer, The Hidden Art of Homemaking, really talked about hospitality in your home and how yes. maybe not so much event planning, but a meal, like the whole concept of Shabbat and yes. Sabbath, is about planning yes. an event for your home and your family and really serving them in, in such a simple way as a meal and in a clean environment. So I love that part. Um So what kind of event planning have you done? Like, I know you just, you mentioned a whole bunch of them, but take us through (laughs) types of event plannings that you've either been part of or that people might want to know about. They they maybe not have thought about it. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as I've now become an adult, which is funny because you still feel like you're the teenager putting, you know, church events together. uh, I've been really fortunate to work with a number of nonprofits. uh, And so One of the biggest events that I've helped coordinate and plan, uh, I was on leadership for an anti-human trafficking organization here in Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and we did a huge outdoor art fest. Uh, So we had all local vendors come, and uh, it was just awesome, awesome day, really cool, really, um, you know, it gives artists the opportunity to kind of connect and see each other. It gives the community the option to you know, see what is available to them that's not on Amazon or Target. Mm -hmm. And uh, that fundraising event actually also raised $10,000 towards a restoration home for women who have been victims of human trafficking. Uh, So that would, I would say, probably be the biggest event that I've done. We had over 500 uh, attendees come, 50 artists. uh, And that was definitely a team effort, but... um, 
yeah, I've done very large events like that all the way down to, you know, smaller, uh, we did a feast, like a very uh, private dinner kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, we happen to have great friends who are very high quality chefs that came in, uh, this year, my husband turned 30 and, um, we love Lord of the Rings. I forgot that was totally in the bio. And so (laughs) I threw him a Lord of the Rings themed birthday party. We had a, a 12 foot charcuterie board. And of course, of course, you know, we had like goblin bit pork rinds. We had, um, yeah, we had Bayer and gummy bears. Um, we had golems, fish, Swedish fish. Again, I love a good theme. So I was all into it. And Lord Um, of the Rings provides a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, again, like, party like hobbits eat like dwarves you know you can't there's plenty there to work with definitely I love it yeah a 12 foot charcuterie board that is impressive yes (laughs) very cool and I will say a chunk of it was dessert Uh um we are chocolate people and dessert people so Uh um it was not quite all meats and cheeses (laughs) but yes we have done a lot of um you know I love birthdays I think they are really important to celebrate it's something that I really have a heart for um so I always go big with the girl um, my daughter's birthday parties as well uh and then I got married that's like the party of all parties yeah (laughs) right right oldest was little. So this is like a couple decades ago, actually, we did a Peter Pan party and Walt Disney or not Walt Disney, but yeah, it must've been Disney world had a really fun party book on themed Disney birthday parties. And uh, like, I just remember I carved cucumbers into the shape of alligators. I mean, it was crazy. We put, we put pixie fairy dust in the invites. So of course, some of the kids actually like sprinkled themselves with glitter on their way to the party. But it was super fun. Like we're we're still talking about it. So little things like that, those little added touches of magic can really be great memory makers for people where they just go back and go, oh, remember that? You know, it's just a fun, a fun thing to tie into into life. Yeah. So you are um, one of the things we want to really equip people to do at True North is just to really help people maybe think outside the box about what kind of things can you do as far as like helping your kids make money, even while they're still in high school, or maybe they don't want to go to college. um, Or if they do, how do you, how do you balance all the things in life? And one of the things you mentioned is that there's big money to be made in event planning. (laughs) So do you want to just share with our listeners, some of the ways people are making big money with event planning? Yeah. So event planning is kind of a really awesome industry in that um, there are certainly classes and courses that you can take for it. Um, You can obviously, you know, never go wrong with some business classes or something, but generally I feel like event planning is a lot of um, just intuition and creativity. Mm. And to some degree, you can't teach that. Right. And if you look at a lot of the big name event planners, if you mm. look at the people that are throwing the five, 10, 50,000 million even mm-hmm. yeah. dollar events for, you know, major corporations, celebrities, whatever, a lot of them did not go to college yeah. or, you know, they went to like community college and got some basics and yeah. 
kind of almost the same thing that I did. They were like, oh, I'm going to plan my friend's birthday party. And then, oh, hey, we're getting married. I'm going to help my friend plan her wedding. And they end up just morphing into this like crazy business. And so um, there is definitely uh, money to be Mm -hmm. made. It could be a very profitable business. Um, I feel as though in today's market and world, a lot of people just are kind of busy or don't have the time. Mm -hmm. And so they are willing to say, Hey, you know what? I cannot do this right now. And I need help. Yeah. So yes. Um, there is definitely a lot of potential money to be made Mm -hmm. or in my case, all of mine has really been volunteer. It's been with churches. It's been with nonprofits. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just something that I, enjoy and have happened to discover that I'm fairly good at. Um, And that's how I choose to kind of use my extra time, gifts and talents, really. Yeah. What a blessing. You, uh, you mentioned, you know, some of the things that really takes to be a really quality event planner. And there, you mentioned four soft skills. We've been doing several podcasts on robot proofing your kids and the world of work and the future and all those kind of things. And I think as we get into this world of AI and robots and things, there's just certain things that um, computers and machines can't do. Um, (laughs) Event planning is one of them. And they can do some of it, but creativity, communication, collaboration, um, and critical thinking skills are unique to humans. And so the human factor is so important with event planning. This is kind of a funny side note, but I've been really kind of delving into the world of Dallas Cowboys. Like I am not a football person. I know there's big guys involved in the pigskin, but the Dallas Cowboys marketing, um, their whole approach is so unique and brilliant. And one of the things they do is they've made events of pretty much everything they've done and they're worth $5 billion. They are, they have made events because people are hungry for that community, that connection that events create for them. So I think it's really like, just like you were talking about, Events are really a great way to minister to people, to do fundraising, to celebrate a person. Um, And these are all things that it needs a person to do it. (laughs) It's not going to, it's not going to be replaced. (laughs) Especially when, you know, the flowers aren't going to show up on time or the vendor calls and says, Hey, so there's a shipping delay and we're not going to have this or, and you know, a, a computer is never going to be able to be able to think on its feet and pivot to, you know, be able to make those decisions and help with those issues. Yeah. I want to talk about something. I didn't, this is like, I'm just throwing it, you, I'm throwing it at you, but I think as an event planner, you really have to have um, developed the art of conversation. And as a hostess, as somebody who's leading an event, really that ability to do small talk and to get to the point of the conversation is so important. And so if you have kids who are really struggling with that, event planning can be a really great way to develop that ability to do small talk and converse. Would you agree with that? Or, and is that, is that something that's natural to you or did you have to work at it? Yeah. So, um, I am definitely not the greatest at small talk. I am so awkward when I go to the park and there's like other moms. I never, I, I am fairly socially awkward. I will claim it any day of the week. Um, But when you are talking to a client, when you are working with a team of people, you do have to kind of know what questions to ask. And a lot of times 
people have a very clear understanding of what they don't want. Right. So then it's up to you to ask the questions to say, okay, well, if they don't want this, then conversely, that means that they do want this, or they may not want this as well. Um, You know, if somebody doesn't like the color orange, there's a good chance they may not love the color red or yellow too, just because, you know, they're relative. Yeah. Um, But yes. And you need to be able to have that conversation even just general conversations, get to know you conversations to build a relationship because Mm -hmm. you want whoever you are working with or working for to be able to trust you and feel like, Hey, you know what? I relate to them. I enjoy them. I feel like they relate and understand me. Mm -hmm. And so I feel comfortable trusting them to make decisions. Mm -hmm. So yes, that's small talk and being able to have even kind of that surface level communication Mm -hmm. is really important to be able to build deeper foundations Mm -hmm. uh, as you're moving forward and doing different events. Yeah. I love that. What, how would you recommend kids get started in event planning? If somebody is listening to this and they say, Hey, I want to start doing themed birthday parties for little kids uh, as a little side hustle in high school. How would you suggest that they get started with that? And that is an absolutely valid and real thing. There are people um, that help. They basically bring all the supplies and help you throw a themed birthday party. I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? That's okay. So how would you, how would you recommend kids get started if they want to do event planning as like a side hustle in high school for a little bit of extra money? How would you suggest they get started? Yeah, absolutely. So honest to goodness and everybody laughs. My favorite resource is Pinterest um, because Google gives you great search results, but I am a very visual person and Mm -hmm. I find that I can uh, research and find more specific things that I'm looking for on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. um, And I can very quickly visually scan the page for exactly what I'm looking for versus a Google search where you kind of have to scroll. You have to read a little more. Right. Um, so that may be a work smart, not harder kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so what I would suggest doing, uh, because baby showers are another really awesome one to potentially get into, um, is come up with maybe four themes uh, and pick an age group too. Uh, just because, you know, a birthday party for a three-year-old is going to look very different than a birthday party for an eight-year-old. Um, a birthday party for a five-year-old girl could potentially look very different than the birthday party for a six-year-old boy. Right. Um, and so I would say pick four themes, um, and you could do one that leans kind of on the girl side, one that leans kind of on the boy side and two that could kind of go either way. You know, um, I feel like there are certain themes that just by maybe changing some colors on things mm-hmm. very easily leans one way versus another. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I would say pick kind of four themes mm-hmm. and as you see some stuff, you know, this may take a little bit of front end investing because part of the service that you may want to offer is I will come to your house with the streamers, with the balloons, with some of the supplies so that you really don't have to think about it. 
mm-hmm. um, pick those four themes and just kind of start plotting things out. How long is the birthday party that you're going to offer? Is it going to be two hours? Uh, maybe come up with some sample menu ideas so that, again, the parents would be in charge of purchasing those items, but they don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And you can do things in line with a theme. Um, a friend of ours, another really great event planner, threw an awesome farm birthday party for her daughter. And she did like Rice Krispie Treat hay bales. Oh, um, <laughs> and again, it it's not a lot of hard stuff, but it takes a little bit of creativity. Um, And again, Pinterest is a really awesome resource because there are a lot of parents who do themed birthday parties and post about it and share about it. I am one of those people myself. You can (laughs) look up Ethan's Lord of the Rings birthday party on Pinterest and probably find it. Um, And so, yeah, pick four themes, um, start collecting some supplies that kind of go with those themes balloons, Mm. streamers, um, even solid color tablecloths. It is amazing what you can do with solid color tablecloths and streamers. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a matter of maybe throwing together a really simple centerpiece uh, that goes along with the theme. Uh, I did a Disney princess themed bridal shower. I did all solid tablecloths. And then each centerpiece was was what made it different. So for Snow White, I got apples and I red glittered them. Uh, and I got a, um, I had a little ceramic bird. And so it was glittered apples and a little ceramic bird in the center with a yellow tablecloth. Adorable. Yeah, adorable. So it, was, <laughs> it was more of a nod to Snow White than, yeah. again, like a four-year-old's Disney princess birthday. Yeah. Um, for the Little Mermaid, I did seashells with a kind of turquoise blue tablecloth, and I did a fork because you have yeah. to have a dingle hopper. Yeah, for, you have to. You know, <laughs> the Little Mermaid. Um, again, it was a nod. None of those things were expensive. Yeah, I think I collected them all from my house just because I have a craft pack rabbit pack <laughs> rat kind of tendency. Um, but even little things like that. Are very simple to pine cones. Yeah. You know, things are very easy and not necessarily overly expensive, mm-hmm. but with a little bit of manipulation and creativity, you can make things, you know, fancier yeah. to fit what you need them to. I love it. So you are going to be offering a club on how to do event planning this yeah. spring, spring of 2022 for our clubs at True North and School Academy. And the kids are going to learn how to do decorations, but as importantly, they're going to focus on budgeting and all those kind of parameter kind of questions. Yes. So this is going to be a real life skill type of of club that you're running. Um, And you can count it for credit if you want. Um, We we can help you figure out what credits and where it would go. Um, But it'll be a real hands-on fun class that your kids could actually take and build a business with if they wanted to. Or just yeah. know how to do fun events for their own family. Um, I just want to circle back before we end and just talk about the importance of of doing events for ministry and how important that is, especially since the pandemic. A lot of ministries have really their giving has gone down, and events really re-energized people for those 
ministries and it's really important. So if you have a ministry you're really passionate about, maybe reach out to them and ask if, if they're up for doing an event and maybe volunteer your time to do a fun event for them. Um, because yeah, that, absolutely. yeah, it's, it's an odd time in the world. <laughs> Everything's yeah. shifting. Yeah. There are a lot of, um, churches, nonprofits, uh, the nonprofit that I worked with was considered an umbrella ministry of our church. Uh, and so they are always looking for, for creative fundraiser ideas. Uh, mm -hmm. Animal shelters are another really popular one. I think that's one of my challenges for the club. Uh, basically for the club, each week they're going to have a different, you know, mini challenge uh -huh. to kind of plan with, like you said, a budget, number of people kind of thing. Um, but animal shelters are really popular. Um, I know at least in our area, um, different homeless ministries are mm -hmm. also really important. Uh, right. Our local homeless ministry they uh, lost three quarters of their volunteers oh. in the last year and a half, just because of, um, you know, people and the pandemic and not being comfortable and, you know, issues with that. And so they've had a significant need uh, mm. with not just fundraising, but, you know, people that are willing to come in. And so there are a lot of opportunities in every community, no matter right. how small your town is or how yeah. big it is. Um, there are opportunities if you're interested and willing to get involved in them. Right. And I just, you know, as you're, as we're talking, of course, I'm thinking of 20 different things, but I want to let you guys know event planning doesn't just mean a party. Um, and this can tie in really perfectly right. to community service hours for your kids in high school because you can do, can. yeah, you can do a coat drive. That is an event. Um, that's great community service hours. I live in the far North. So coat drives are a big deal out here because a lot of kids yeah. we have a lot, a huge immigrant population from Africa. They don't have sure. coats there. They don't come with coats. And so things like that, um, or even just personal supplies for women's shelters. That's a big thing. And that can definitely be event. Yes. So events can go way beyond planning a little kid's birthday party. They can, they can really change your kid's life, change the lives of the people you touch. So this is really an important life skill. And as yeah. moms, we both know, um, <laughs> we do events all the time. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Um, I just uh, recently, so our whole family is in ministry in various forms. Uh, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law, I'm helping them do a teacher refresh. So in January, uh, they're going to be inviting the teachers from the local elementary school to come and we're going to be collecting paper, hand sanitizer, tissues, whiteboard markers, you know, the things that classroom teachers always run out of by, you know, Christmas break. Right. And you know what? Hey, come get a cup of coffee, come get some snacks. We're going to have supplies for you for free. Wow. It's an outreach to the, you know, the local teachers and right. it's a ministry there. Um, we are providing a legitimate service, but it is an event because, mm -hmm. you know, there will be a timetable to it. We have to, you know, on the back end, planned the collection of, right. you know, all of these things, figure out what food are we going to have? Do we need to plan for various dietary restrictions? Mm -hmm. You know, um, there's a lot of back end work for something that seems fairly, you know, right. oh, I'm coming to get supplies, but yeah. it is an event. 
Right, right. What a, what a cool outreach. I love that. Um, the teachers have really taken a hit the last couple of years. So regardless yeah. of where you stand on the homeschooling issue, support and pray for your local teachers. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Anna, it's been so fun to talk to you. Um, I'm super excited for this club that's going to happen this yeah, spring. Yeah, me too. And um, you guys check the Instagram account um, for really fun events that we're doing at True North Home School Academy. And we'll put links for some of the things that Anna's mentioned in the show notes. So check those out. Yes. And we'd love to hear from you at True North Home School Academy. If you're not signed up for our email list, get on there. Um, if you have any questions about homeschooling uh, or event planning, reach out to us. We'd love to chat. Okay, you guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Lisa. We're so honored that you're listening and that you share this podcast, Life Skills 101 with your friends and family. Every time you share the show and post about it, it really makes our day. Make sure you subscribe and download this podcast so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe so that you get alerted to each and every show. Leave a review for this podcast, Life Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age. We're so honored that you're listening. Until next time, this is Lisa Nearing from True North Homeschool Academy. We'll talk to you soon.